Today, we're going to get some cool strategies and tips from sellers that we met at the recent Prosper Show in Vegas. These are some strategies that you've never heard before on the podcast. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Are you a YouTube vlogger, blog writer, course creator, or other kind of influencer or educator? Maybe you just have a network of people interested in e-commerce. Did you know that you can earn commissions of 25% for life for everyone that you refer to Helium 10? We've got many partners earning hundreds, even thousands of dollars monthly in commission from Helium 10's partnership program. If you'd like to join our affiliate partner program, please go to h10.me forward slash crush it and tell them you heard about it from the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. And we just uh, spent a, a few days in Vegas meeting sellers of the Amazon and Walmart world. I was great to meet a lot of you guys there. So we're going to go to some clips that uh, from some live recordings that we did there. But before, I just want to talk about uh, a few things. First of all, just in general, you've heard me say it a million times. It is so great to be able to network at events like this, especially now that the world is getting back to normal. Um, one thing that was cool was I got to meet up with my old Zon Squad buddies. That was the old mastermind that we had years and years ago, way before I worked at Helium 10. And uh, a lot of us you know, had met originally at a conference that was in 2016, I believe. And you know, some of us, we hadn't seen each other in years. And there was like eight of us uh, at Brandon Young's party there at Top Golf. And it was just cool to like, meet these people and just realize that, yeah, we connected through a conference years ago and, and we've stayed in touch you know, since then. And, and I guarantee some of you guys who went to this Prosper show and you met people, you're going to be in the same situation in like five years. You may have a little mini reunion or something, but you are going to stay. Hopefully, I'm encouraging you guys to do that. Stay in contact with these people that you meet in the Amazon world so that you can help each other through the struggles, through the wins, support each other. It's just really great having a support network of other Amazon sellers. So uh, that's what I got out of this last conference and all the conferences I go to. And those of you out there, um, let me know if if you had that experience too here at this Prosper, but they really did a great job um, this year at the the Prosper show, and we had a great party. It was great to meet so many of you. It was really, you know, like humbling it to hear some of your stories and how, you know, the podcast is what what introduced you to Amazon. You know, I heard some of you say and how you basically only had Freedom Ticket and Project X and the podcast, and that was how you learned to to sell on Amazon. I mean, that's guys, that's why I'm doing this. You know, that this is like that's what I live for. To, to know that we're making a difference out there with the message that we're trying to get out, you know, here at Helium 10. And it's really great to be able to actually meet some of you guys in person and to have you guys say, you know, how the podcast episode, how a certain podcast episode or how something in freedom to get kind of like change your life and allowed you to get on your e-commerce journey. So thank you so much for coming up to me and, um, you know, saying hi and introducing yourself Again, how cool is it that we didn't have to wear a mask for the first, you know, conference in I don't know how long. It was just really great. So before we get into those strategies, I want to announce something that that we've been talking about a little bit now. It's the Sell and Scale Summit. So mark your calendars, guys. September 20th to the 22nd 
is our first ever Helium 10 hosted huge conference. We're trying to make this the biggest conference in the history of Amazon and Walmart conferences for um, online sellers. And we were expecting over 2000 people and hopefully everybody who's listening to this episode can can make it to Vegas. So if you guys want to get early bird tickets, the early bird ticket prices are gonna go up soon, go to h10.me forward slash S3, h10.me forward slash S3, and you can get your tickets. We've got some amazing uh, keynote speakers that the first one we just recently announced, Gary V. Are you serious, guys? Like, that was like my dream speaker if I were ever to like go to a conference. I've never been, even been able to see him talk in person, and to now, maybe I'm the one who's going to be able to introduce him on stage. I mean, that's like surreal, guys. I mean, he... He will get you motivated. If you're on the fence about getting into e-commerce, just listen to a talk from Gary Vee and, and he'll get you motivated. Um, so that's our first keynote speaker. There's going to be other keynote speakers that we're going to announce soon as well. Um, I'll be speaking there. You know, Kevin King, Tim Jordan, uh, a lot of the previous podcast guests that you guys know and love. Um, we're going to try and bring them so that they can speak on different tracks and different um, different focus uh, focus groups and different things that you know can help you at different stages of your journey. Uh, you know whether you're a nine-figure seller already or whether you're a seller who is just starting out. You're gonna find different speeches that are going to be helpful to you. And I swear I've said the word different about 17 times in the last two minutes, but I apologize about that. That's what happens when you record these at 1:30 in the morning. But anyways, I digress. Sell and Scale Summit 2022, guys. This is going to be the event of the year for Amazon sellers. We're going to have networking. We're going to have, you know, great keynote speakers. Like I said, we're going to have an amazing uh, party, actually parties, um, celebrity musicians that everybody knows is going to um, be performing live. Like uh, if you guys went to our Prosper party, you guys got to see Sugar Ray's Mark McGrath perform, which was amazing for those of us who were, you know, young adults, let's just say in the, in the 90s when, when his music was popular. So it was really cool to see him and we're going to take it to another level with our next musical guest. So it's going to be super cool. Um, I want you guys to come out h10.me forward slash s3. Lock in your tickets now because you know, the early bird prices are going up uh, as we get closer to that date. But anyways, let's go ahead and hop right into these on-the-spot interviews that we did. What I what I did was I went outside the Helium 10 booth and I just started pulling people in uh, to come. And uh, one of these strategies uh, that we're going to get into was actually voted the number one strategy for the Prosper Show. We're really thankful that she came on and, and is going to share that with us. And so this first guest is Vanessa. All right, so our first guest here is uh, no stranger to the podcast, Vanessa Hung. I forgot what um, what number your episode was. Two fifty nine. Two fifteen. That's crazy. <laughs> How did you know that? And you were like one of our first guests on our Spanish podcast as yes. well with Adriana. So um, we're here at the Prosper Show, and and we were on this panel today where it's like, hey, what's your best kind of strategy? I, I think they kind of like copied that from the thirty second tips that we do. You know, very similar. But but anyways. Um, there was 10 of us up there and your strategy uh, actually won as far as the, the crowd's favorite tip. And it was something that you didn't really, t uh, that it was before you, uh, when you were on the podcast, you didn't talk about this because I think it's a newer strategy that you have. So can you go ahead and, and give us your strategy about, about the Spanish language and Amazon USA listings? Yes, okay. Uh, where to start? First of all, uh, I discovered that there is a way to 
change the copy in your Spanish translation in Amazon.com. So hear me out. You will, you may think that, oh, it's a different listing. I need to create a new ASIN in Spanish. And da, da, da. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that Amazon already have um, an Spanish experience in their website and in their app. And there are millions of people in the States and, and every, every, all over the world that are using their website and their search completely in Spanish. So I, I mean the whole website is in Spanish, not only the listing. So what happened here is that Amazon started translating that in 2017. Well, at that time, the translation service, it was not great. So they translated that, and it's terrible. Imagine like a Google translation kind of thing. Uh, so it was serving the purpose of, of course, we have content now in Spanish, but it's terrible. So the reason why most of the times uh, we're here in the space, like, uh, hear people saying like, oh, you need to input uh, Spanish keywords in your backend or you need to advertise in some Spanish keywords. And we, I also heard people saying like, well, but that's not a lot of search. That's not a lot of conversion. There's not a lot of returns. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because the listing is terrible. The listing is not designed to convert people. The listing is just designed there for Amazon to say like, we have a Spanish experience, but that's a terrible experience. So... I found a loophole, and I hope at some point it doesn't. It 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 it's no longer uh, like a back end door, but more like a process that we can do on Amazon to fix that. Mm -hmm. Is um, the translation team. So there is a like kind of secret or hidden uh, contribution translation team on Amazon that is in charge of that, that translation. So what you would do if you go now to your Seller Central account and you go into your listing and, and change the experience to, to the experience to Spanish, you will see probably that your listing is missing some information. So I see listings missing bullet points, description, like title is completely terrible or the or the name of your brand it changes to Spanish. So you know a brand name is a brand name. You don't change so your 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 uh, your brand name could be like um, brain foods or brain supplements. It'll be like cerebro. Uh, supplements. Yeah, supplementos like de cerebro. <laughs> yes. So, so that's what the system is wasn't designed in 2017 for that. They're using a legacy system in 80% of of the catalog. Um, and and this is where it gets very interesting. And we can have a, a like a long talk about it. Is the hidden algorithm behind that? So when you search keywords in Spanish on Amazon.com, the results that you're getting are completely different to the search results that you're getting into your English list, the, like keywords. So guys, this is like something that we're not seeing. Uh, there are 69.9 million Hispanic speaking consumers in the States with $2 trillion spending a year, and we're just neglecting them. So this is the hack, and I took and I take that hack very personally because the story behind it is my mom came to visit during the holidays and she was like looking for stuff on Amazon and she couldn't find it. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I learned that she was looking for, the, she was doing the searches in Spanish. So that's what I, okay, oh, this is interesting. So I started like researching that. I changed it in, in accounts. I 
was able to change the SEO the way I wanted into a Spanish experience. So we were seeing 1.2 conversion rate before in a Spanish keyword, and now we're seeing 12. So what does that mean for you and your PPC? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's amazing. I mean, we, and we are missing out. Yeah, so guys, you know, the point, the moral of the story is, you know, you, you can optimize your listing for the right keywords in English. And yes, Amazon does translate it, but that doesn't mean that it's, opti it's an optim optimized experience. And you guys know what it means, because those of you who are Americans and native English speakers, you always know when there's a listing maybe that was made by a foreigner. You know, a lot of people say, oh yeah, this, this listing obviously was made by a seller in China. And then maybe they just use Google Translate or something. It like, doesn't even make sense. Like it's English, but it doesn't make sense. Well, that's the same way, you know, in Spanish too. Sure, maybe it's got the keywords there, but they're not in the right, you know, context. It's just as if you, if you use a Google Translate. So the, the customer experience is not gonna be good. So that's great, you know, we had given the, the strategy too about making sure your A plus content is trans, uh, is translated. So that would be a, another thing that we should test is, is you know, if you select it, Amazon will also automatically translate your A plus content to Hebrew or Spanish. Yeah. But I, I bet unless that's a newer, you know, algorithm or a newer translation software, it might come into the similar things where it's not that great of a translation. So then the question is, well, can we do the same thing with A plus content? Can we like, hey, so yes, can, we can, can. You change this? Oh, you yes, tested that yes, before? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay, so there you go. Your regular listing and your A plus content listing, guys. 69, almost 70 million uh, Spanish-speaking customers yeah. out there. Yeah, and you guys see in Helium 10, the search bar. I mean, there are thousands of people who are using uh, either English or Spanglish. Like one of my favorite keywords, 20,000 search volume, collagen for women. Like, like <laughs> that's, that's the keyword. So it's like collagen for women. So it's like Spanglish. So there's a lot of Spanish speaking people out there too. Yeah. To uh, and the other thing also is that this is not only for the Hispanic community in the States, but a lot of countries in Latin America are used to shop on Amazon.com and ship to those countries. So if we start putting together those numbers, we're talking about millions and millions of people that we are not serving well. And this is the, the thing, like we are leaving money behind, like on the table, and also uh, these our customers are hungry for products. So they're there already buying. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on here, uh, Vanessa. Like, I think your your turn to have a full episode will be uh, probably in a few months. So we'll, we'll definitely have you back, and probably you'll have some more more hacks. Well, I, I'm going to give you some tarea, some homework. Okay. All right. I want some. I know it's not necessarily your expertise, but start giving us some good. Uh, getting ready for some Walmart strategies. I am working on You're it. Working on, okay, yep. so so in a few months, come back and let us know all about. You know, is there such thing as flat files for Walmart or no? Yes. Oh, there is. I yeah. didn't even know that. Of See, course. There we go. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna get into that with the with the flat file queen herself, <laughs> Vanessa. All right, thank, thank you. you so much for coming thank on. You. All right, next up, we've got somebody who has not been on the podcast before. Abe, how's it going? It's awesome. I'm loving this show, and it's it's really great to be in Vegas. It's really great to communicate with or to meet up with all the sellers that I see all the time and speak to and just to get in touch with you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, it's funny that one of the first times we met, I remember, like, what was it? Like, you you were actually working at a WeWork, but it was in a building that I actually used to work in like 20 years ago in, in New York, right? Yeah, as, as soon as we got on that video call together, you're like, I recognize that background. Where are you? Are you, are you in downtown Brooklyn? I'm like, yeah. And I told you the address yep. and you're like, <laughs> That's crazy. I, I, I think I used to live there. I think you said you like, either you live there or work there. One and of the I'm buildings like, was connected. That's where I lived and then I worked in that building right, right. there. That's I'm crazy. like, oh my God, you might've been sitting in this exact seat <laughs> uh, four years ago. Small but yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Like just thinking about that as I went to work every day was, was gave me a kick. <laughs> okay, okay. Now you 
you're taking a little bit too far there. But anyways, you know, since you haven't been on the podcast, we're, we'll have you on the podcast for a, a longer episode later. But why don't you give us your 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 two to three minute backstory of how you got into e-commerce? Oh boy, so I got into e-commerce because that became the way to sell. So I started selling. Period in 1991. Um, I would work for a mail order house in which we would advertise um, products in the back of camera magazines. We, there was no internet. We'd have like a big phone number on the top of a, of a page in the magazine and we'd get phone calls from people who wanted us to send products to them. So we did that for a bunch of years all the way up until about 1997, 98. And then the internet came along. It just, there was no internet before that. Emails came around in 95, 96 and websites became a way to sell in 97, 98. Um, there was no Amazon, there was no Google even at that time. We started off with a Yahoo store. We did a lot of business on that Yahoo store. Um, that faded a little bit. Google became the main way to sell products with our own website. Did that for 10, 12 years. Um, in between our own website and Amazon being dominant, eBay had like a hot minute where it became really the place to buy a lot of product. And then from like 2007, 2008, I was selling on Amazon ex almost exclusively, primarily. Um, it came to be 2017, 2018. Um, I was seeing a little bit of a stall in the growth. It wasn't growing the way I would have liked it to. I was looking for an interesting opportunity or maybe a pivot. And the opportunity to help a couple of other sellers came up. I looked in their accounts and said, hey, the things I realized from my own account work in someone else's account too, in different product categories. From there, I said, I think I like this. It was, you know, advertising was always the part of the business that I ran in my, in my businesses and the opportunity to do advertising exclusively and to help drive sales and drive growth without the other parts that were more challenging to me or less intuitive, that was, the, that was something which I decided to build on. So I've been doing it for three and a half years now. I've got um, several dozen clients trying to make it several dozen more and it's, it's, been, it's been an interesting ride. Awesome, awesome. All right, now one thing we do on this show is we say, uh, we ask for somebody's tss, which stands for TST 30 second tip. What's a, a quick hitting strategy that somebody can implement now that you think maybe not a lot of people know about? So the thing that I'll suggest is that it, it might not apply to every seller, but more than you might think. Um, a lot of sellers have Amazon account reps reach out to them and they almost treat it like spam because they think that they're going to get recommendations that are just intended to give Amazon more ad money. There is a reality that if you engage with those people that connect with you, you can get two pieces of value that are tremendous. The first thing you can ask for if you're a private label seller is a comparison. It's an anonymized comparison, but you can get an, a comparison of how you do against some of your top competitors. Amazon can run reports in which they tell you how you're doing in terms of how much you're spending on ads compared to your competitors, what your ACoS looks like, what some of your conversion metrics, and it's almost like a hack in which you see whether you're doing better compared to your competition or whether there are places where you can improve a lot. A lot of times we operate in a sort of um, in a, a silo where we don't know how everyone else is doing compared to us. We don't get a lot of data about that. So Amazon reps can give you that. The other thing an Amazon rep can do for you is create product videos. Um, video ads are very much an underutilized opportunity. It's growing and it's well, it's getting better known, but creating videos isn't easy for a lot of sellers. There's a lot of cost to it, and Amazon has resources in which they can create videos for you, and those videos have gotten a lot better over the past six months. They've got tons of templates. If you do need an Amazon rep to coordinate it for you, 
that's why I mentioned the, the caveat that somebody has to reach out to you first. But if they reach out to you, send them a reply. Yes, I'd like to work with you. And during that first call, ask for help with videos. I love it. All right. Abe, thank you so much for uh, joining us here. Enjoy the, coming to our party tonight, right? Oh, of course. I wouldn't right. miss it. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll be in touch and then let, let's uh, bring you back for a longer episode where we can get more into your strategies. Looking forward to it. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. Go. All right. So next up now, we have somebody whose last name might look familiar. Lebar here. So uh, Michael has been on the uh, podcast many times. He's also been in our uh, freedom ticket training for Walmart. This is his uh, younger brother, Jake, coming for the first time on the show. Now, we've mentioned Jake before because I remember, like, I interviewed Michael, like, you know, years ago, and he was saying how his brother was kind of, like, in the game now when you were still in high school, right? Yeah, yeah, that's when he tried sending him up with that girl. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey. you all know about that. Hey, everybody knows what you, that that sounds uh, sus, kind of sus, but what happened was I, I had Michael and uh, another seller who I met here at the Prosper Show, like, a couple of years ago, and it just so happened, you heard about that, right? They yeah, were born on not only the same year, but the same day. And they were the exact same age. And they, I just completely found them randomly. And then I, I was I was like hoping to have the first Amazon marriage come from the Serious Sellers podcast. That didn't, that didn't work out. Listen, you got to try it. Keep trying. <laughs> All keep, right. Keep now, them up. Keep them up. how old were you when you started uh, working with your brother in, in, in Amazon and, and eBay and things like that? Uh, I just turned 15. So you were like like freshman, sophomore in high school? I was in middle of high school. I was just ditching. So then I decided like if I'm either way leaving, like running out and playing basketball, I might as well do something productive. So. Yeah. So what 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 did, what did it entail? Like what were you doing at, at that well, age? Well, at that age, we didn't like I didn't really have much. So the only thing I could have started with was with eBay. But I still wanted to start with like, you know, some like product line. So we started with our workout accessories. It was like it was an easy product to source because it was from Pakistan, so I didn't need to order a container or anything like that. So at 15 years old, you were the one who was like sourcing it and things like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, so I just started getting on Alibaba. Like we saw, I'm sure my brother's spoken about it in the past, but we saw a few brothers that have done, you know, that did in LA and we're like, if they could do it, why can't we? Mm -hmm. So like, we're just as aggressive as anyone. Yeah. So okay. we got in this space and we just, yeah, we started selling from there. We started, you know, we started bringing in, you know, a few boxes and then it just started getting into our garage, our house and then warehouse. I had a, in high school, I would, I would leave every day in like, in like 10th grade, I had a warehouse, like illegally, like I had it under someone else's name. We owned a warehouse right next to my high school and we would just, <laughs> we would just manage it from there. Like there'll be full-time employees and everyone there. Making more money uh, yeah. than your teachers and, and everything. Yeah. And I would that. like run out of school, be like, you have to go to my warehouse, just like fly over there. But yeah, yeah thank God. That's where it started. It's like... Now, now, fast forward now, 2022, um, I know you guys just launched a couple of brands. Like, so It's super early, but if you were to project what your gross sales across all your platforms and brick and mortar and wholesale are going to be in 2022, what, what do you think? Ooh, okay, okay, that's a big one. Uh, total total revenue numbers, yeah. I think it's at around like 40 million. 40 million? Yeah. And, and it all started when you were in high school. And, yeah. I mean, and your brother high was school. still in high school. I mean, he's only a couple yeah. years older than you, right? Um, yeah, he's one and a half years. Yeah, so he was—he must have been it, in high school yeah. too. He was in high school. He, I was in like uh, ninth. He was in like eleventh grade. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, one thing we do on this show, we'll have you uh, back on the show for like a longer time here, but we always uh, ask Michael and everybody else to give their or their thirty-second tip. So, what is something? I know you talk a lot, so maybe you can go out over thirty yeah, seconds. But I'll go over like, 30 what's seconds. a strategy that you think some sellers are not using? It could be about Walmart. Could be about Amazon. Could be about. Um, we know you're, you're very good at going to clubs and, and getting people to go, but we're not going to talk about that, that kind of <laughs> okay. stuff right now. But, All right, but he's yeah. just expo exposed. <laughs> I'm going to have on the yeah, front of YouTube 4K, exposed. Exposed 4K right exposed now. Exposed right now. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay, um, 
I was telling this to everyone today, honestly, because as you know, um, you know the Walmart agency's you know really picking up. Um, we, w I remember in 2015, and I know, thank God, everything's going well. But I said I would have been a billionaire if in 2015 I would have saw the potential that there was in Amazon. I launched one of the first, I think it was the second listing of fabric resistance bands. If you look at those on Amazon right now, there's hundreds of sellers making hundreds of sales a day. And I just was, I didn't have the money. Like, I, I didn't think like, oh, you know, let, let me put a few hundred more bucks into it. I was too cheap then. I didn't do that. And I still look back and I'm like, why didn't I take advantage of the opportunity? We know, we see the opportunity in Walmart right now. And I'm trying to push people. It's like, you see the opportunity in Walmart that they're the only name that, at the end of the day is going to be able to stand up to Amazon. There's no random name out of the blue that's going to come. They have a big name. Yes, they, they're known a little for low pricing, but they're changing that structure right now. And the amount of stuff that they're doing that literally shows how they're imitating Amazon is crazy. And if people, you know, don't take that, 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 that look right now into the other side and be like, okay, this is the next, you know, the next place where it's going to be, then just missing out on, you know, big opportunity. Yeah. So in other words, it's like, hey, guys, start on Walmart. And it's not just move your Amazon products to Walmart. I know you guys have a number of Walmart-only SKUs that you're not even yeah. selling on Amazon, right? Yeah, and yeah, they're go it's, it's going great, honestly. Like people think like, oh, I'm only making 10% of my sales. It's like, yeah, you just transferred over all your Amazon data. Walmart has a completely different algorithm from A to Z. We don't have to go into the details, but what do you think? They, they just build out their platform and said, okay, we're gonna do exactly like Amazon. They have so many different, they have so many, there's just different copy, starting from there, you know, to the last process. It's just, it's, it's completely different. The amount of education and training you've taken on Amazon, you're gonna need to start yeah. putting focus into that, you know, for that on Walmart. All right, I love it. And if you guys want help, he met uh, reference the agency. Go to directory.helium10.com. Uh, Cellcord, right, is the name. Cellcord. Of it. Yeah, Cellcord. Check it out, Cellcord. Just like his shirt right there. So check out Cellcord. They're in the directory, and they can help you out. Yeah, here, check them out. The back too. No, I just got that. Are you selling on Walmart Marketplace? I like, I like it. All right, there we go. There we go. That's a wrap. Advertising one hundred and one. Advertising one hundred and one. All right, that's a wrap. Jake, I'll be seeing you tonight at the party. Oh yeah, we will. Oh yes. Bradley, we're going to go crazy. All right, let's do it. All right, let's go. All right, next up, we got uh, Samra Brax. He's been on the podcast before. Now, we're going to, on the flip side, so, um, you know, a question that some people ask is, hey, when should I maybe, I don't want to say give up on a product, you know, like well, well, Amazon is not necessarily, it doesn't mean you're a quitter or something, but there is an appropriate time sometimes like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and let this product run out. And a couple of yours, you actually have reached that stage. So can you talk a little bit? about what led you to this decision like hey you know what this product's uh, i'm just gonna sell out and then I'm, I'm, I'm done with that product yeah so that product was doing well uh, i started in 2018 december 2018 selling resistance bands fabric resistance bands and that was a small niche back then and then COVID happened march 2020 gyms closed and then we went from doing one to two k of profit a month to doing 14k profit in that one month wow and that was awesome but also scary like i turned off ads i increased prices and we were still selling so we ran out of stock but then I had an order that was coming in, luckily. So that came in, also ran out of stock. So then I ordered a bunch of inventory so I can not run out of stock anymore. Yeah. I ordered variations and I ordered a new product. And the combination of ordering too many units and a new product that you know wasn't, there was no proof of concept yet. And I ordered a lot of those units and delays in shipping. And everybody started selling these bands. Uh, I didn't have enough of a differentiation for that big of a market. It's like I went from selling in a niche, small niche, to selling with the big whales, and I just wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. So all that, um, and ads went up, all that, um, you know, over the course of a year, year and a half, it was just not profitable anymore. I tried to re-rank, 
I didn't have enough money to keep it up. Yeah. And eventually I'm like, yeah, I can't do anything anymore. So, yeah. So then when you made that decision, like how many units le uh, did you have left in stock still? I had a couple thousand. Okay. Yeah. And then what's your sales velocity at that time then? It went down to like, I don't know, from 16 units a day down to like five, maybe even less. And so then, then how are you going to get, like, aren't you paying some storage, you know, for, for yes. all that then? Yeah. And then what I did was I liquidated a bunch of them. There's like when you click on dispose inventory or, uh -huh. or return or something like that, one of the options is to liquidate. Okay. And if someone buys it, you get like a couple dollars per unit. Um, so that takes time. It doesn't happen right away. Why, why did you choose that as opposed to maybe... I don't know, trying to sell it on eBay or trying to sell it off Amazon or something like that, or doing like some really ridiculous heavy discount on Amazon. So I tried that. I tried discounts. I tried PPC. Um, I didn't try the eBay route. I don't have much experience with that. But it got to a point where I'm like, I'm sick of this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, just take it. Just uh -huh. let me go. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was it. And I'm still waiting to liquidate the rest of them until now because it takes time. But what I realized is as soon as you click on the liquidate button, yeah. they don't charge you for the long-term fees anymore for some reason. Oh, okay. um, so now I'm just waiting to liquidate. So even, even if somebody doesn't pick it up, yeah. now those fees stop. I'm hoping that I'm not you know, fooled in some way, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. seems like that's, that's how it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So then, you know, I mean, hindsight is 2020, but, the, you know, Looking back, there's no way you can predict what the, the, the peaks and valleys of COVID would have been. And right. so, I mean, you probably did the right thing. Like, hey, you're, you're running out of stock. So it's like, hey, I got I to gotta order more. But then everybody else yeah. you know, started coming in. So um, sometimes Amazon sellers, we get like very emotionally attached to our product, right? Yes. Like, hey, I developed this. This is my baby. You know, did you have that those kind of feelings? And did that make it difficult to make that decision? Yes, that delayed the decision because okay. I had like a thousand reviews on one of the listings. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of influencer marketing content, Instagram, like a following and people cared about the, the business. I'm like, I have all these cool videos from influencers. I was excited to run more ads with them. Yeah. Connected with a lot of influencers. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's like all ending. I don't want to stop it. Like. So that, that was the thought process behind it, but eventually it's like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, guys, that, that's important. You know, we can't get so attached to a product that we're just going to start losing money. You know, at the end of the day, that's why we're in this. You know, like we're trying to make money. So if, yeah. if you're not going to make money, you got you to kind of stop it. So, so uh, you know, that, that was probably a good decision. And, and you're still, you know, helping people, other people also with your uh, Amazon, uh, you know, knowledge. And also you still got your big community that you're uh, running. Yeah. So I have the Facebook group, the YouTube channel, and I've been working at, at an agency with uh, Incrementing Digital. Okay. They run this agency, They're running ads there. I realized at some point, like I have all these skills. I'm not going to just right? stop Amazon completely. Right? So let's make some money with Are you skills. ever going to consider getting back in with your own uh, uh, product in the future? Not soon, uh -huh. but I'm, I still know how to do it. So yeah. maybe one day, but okay. not soon. All right. I'm focusing on other things right now. But if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to differentiate big time. How about a last second, 30 second uh, tip now? I mean, the, the, this whole thing has been a strategy about how to liquidate, but, but can you think of something you haven't uh, mentioned here on this podcast before? Maybe what I just said about differentiating, like okay. you really have to stand out. Um, back in the day, like what I differentiated with was a bundle. Okay. It was the bands and the core sliders, and that worked for a while, but eventually it wasn't enough of a differentiation. Anybody yeah. could do it. Anybody did do it. So if you can really stand out, be different. And then what really worked uh, for most of it was influencer marketing and like building a community around it. Yeah. Uh, that's something that I've just, I just enjoy doing and I'm kind of good at. So if you can do that, that works out as well. Okay. That's good. Well, what were you doing in Dubai when I, when I saw you there? So I have, uh, I have friends there, I have some family there, and I was there for a wedding. 
And then I found out that you will be there. Well, what are the what were the odds of that? Like, right, <laughs> that's crazy. I was I was there not for the event. But yeah, and apparently there was an event. Yeah, and that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I have a lot of points from running a lot of ads, so I was traveling there with yep. points. <laughs> same, same, same here. That's same also here. another thing where I'm like, I don't want to stop running ads. I love these points. Yes, you gotta have the cash flow. But yeah. um, guys, you know, I talk about here at conferences like here at Prosper how it's important to make you know network connections and and then you know you meet across the world you know 16 hours away from where you live uh you know at, at other places and it's, it's you see a familiar face like it's hard to do that if you don't start building your network and and, and keep it in contact with so so summer it's, it's great for you to tell your story and and maybe in a year or so like once you've started again if you have started again or you can just you know come on the show and, and talk about some strategies you've learned working yeah uh, as a consultant you know I, I know when i was a consultant I almost got more strategies because I was working with so many different accounts. Yep. You have a lot more opportunity to learn things and, and try out different things. So we'll have you share your, your experience later on. Yeah, of course. All right, thanks a lot, man. Thank you. All right. So now um, we have a very familiar face, Mr. Tacos, <laughs> Tuesday at 2. Sir Tacos. Sir Tacos, not Mr. Um, Vince Montero here. Vince, how's it going? Good. Very good. Lo loving the, the new booth yep. we got. It's, it's, it's amazing. How many Prosperous have you been to? This is my... Third. Now, the yes. first one I met you at, like when it was at Helium 10 Social, was that a Prosper? No, that was SellerCon. SellerCon, yeah. okay, yeah. SellerCon 2019. Um, at, at one of our Helium 10 Socials, which that's right. we're going to have another one tonight. It's always uh, one of the best parties at Prosper. But anyways, oh. we're, we're not here to talk about Everyone's talking parties. about it. Everyone keeps on, coming up to me. My, my headphones on here. Everyone keeps coming up to me. Can I get into that yeah. Helium 10 party tonight? I'm like, I don't, I'm not the wrong person to ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... How do you get on the VIP list at Helium right. 10? That's another topic right there, too. Um, let's let's talk some some Atomic. Um, we're, yeah. We've been rolling out this new uh, kind of like interface. Redesign? Yeah, redesign. Right. So, so mm -hmm. what are some of the features or the, the main uh, things that you like uh, about yeah. it? Yeah, so it, it's pretty cool. Um, all of our Helium 10 tools, as you know, are getting a redesign. So we're starting it with Atomic. There were a lot of things that we wanted to do with Atomic since launch. Um, and we just decided, you know, why don't we just wrap it up in this this reskin, this redesign? So the biggest thing um, that users will notice is our filters. Our filters have become much more prominent and more, more easy to use. You can do things like uh, like phrase matching, like a keyword if you're looking for you. If it contains this word, you can look for it. Um, different, instead of just mins and maxes, you can look for ranges. Like I want to see something a cost between 20 and 40%, right? So it's got a lot more functionality. Uh, it's got a new crisper, cleaner look. Um, it's actually out right now, still under beta. So we'd love people to get feedback on, on the current form, but just keep in mind that over the next, uh, whatever, 30, 60, 90 days, that kind of new redesign, new reskin is actually gonna be through that, that whole tool. Okay, excellent. So what about just in general? What are some trends that you're seeing? You know, that doesn't have to be atomic related like in PPC, because I mean, I don't know about you, but in the last year and a half, it seems that Amazon has added so much more visibility and functionality and different things to their PPC platform. They're really oh, yeah. making stuff available to just the everyday seller that in the old days was only available to like, you know, like vendors, vendors. And, and things like that. Yeah. So what are some things that you're seeing, you know, uh, people that you talk to in your network, like using and, and, and having some good results from? Yeah, the, the, the biggest thing right now is, you know, Amazon's doing a lot with video. Um, I just came out of a, a room talking about posts and they're doing video and posts and things like that. Uh, lives, you can do record lives and put them in, uh, in your storefront. It's a lot of cool functionality coming up, but for the average seller, definitely get pre-registered so you can take advantage of these video ads that we're talking about here. Um, do video ads, standard keyword video ads still perform really, really good, but they're also, um, Amazon's right now beta testing 
video ad placement on detail pages. So on product detail pages, you're going to start seeing, typically towards the lower uh, portion of the of the PDP, uh, you're going to see videos of you know other products similar to the one that you're looking at. So um, the early results that I've seen from those are also really really strong. Um, I, again. Amazon's still beta testing like placements and things like that because sometimes I can't even find them. Yeah. But once they do figure out that formula, you know, a new placement like that's just going to skyrocket. Okay. Cool. Now we, we we got some exciting things coming to to Atomic and um, there's going to be a webinar that we we're going to be doing where we're going to talk about our workshop. Yeah. As a consultant before coming to Helium 10, it was always valuable to uh, know your organic ranking, right? Yes. As compared well, to the, your, yeah, that that's like that's huge. Uh huh. Too. And and, and see where where you are uh, against your sponsored, right? That's so important nowadays because mm -hmm. now, you know, the launch, like all I do is now PPC for launch because, you know, you can't do search, find, buy and yep. things like that. And yep. and so um, I'm strictly using, you know, one of these methods where I, where I lower the price, I put a sale price mm -hmm. and I get the product up there on the top of the page. And um, I I have to know, you know, like uh, where, where the, where the um, you know, where, where I'm ranking so I know the bid because like more than ever, the, those Amazon bids suggestions are kind of useless. Uh, because it's it depends True. so much. I've I've done the same exact product in two different accounts, and literally 100% different the, the suggestion. So yeah, you know, those suggestions are just yeah. a snapshot in time. Like yeah. it's the moment you happen to be looking at your campaign, that snapshot in time is where those suggested bids. And all Amazon does is say what's the lowest bid right now, yep. what's the highest bid, yep. and it tells you the middle. So yeah, it's not the most. It's intuitive, but it's also not uh, not the full picture. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, I've had one as a dollar fifty, but then I go in the keyword tracker. I'm like, I'm on page two for sponsor. So I better right. I better raise it. Um, so so it's important to know where, where you're ranking. So correct. Uh, make sure to sign up. This will be mainly for if you're already a Helium Ten users. Uh, those are you'll probably get the most benefit from this workshop. I believe um, so. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna go over a lot of uh, strategies in Atomic. We're gonna go over some some other strategies that maybe you're not using like Walmart mm -hmm. and, and different things like that. Um, speaking of which, last thing here. What have you been seeing in the world as far as you know? I, I know Helium Ten doesn't help with that yet, but Walmart advertising. Um, what have you heard about? Like, I've I, personally, I've heard is like it's, it's a lot more difficult to control yeah. than Amazon. Yeah, it's uh, it's still a little bit wild west uh, on the Walmart platform. It's like the early early days of uh, of Amazon. Um, you know, in the early days of Amazon, you could actually launch products without doing any PPC, right? Yeah. So on Walmart, it's still kind of like that. So ads is it's coming. But I don't see Walmart putting as much effort into it right now as in just doing things like ensuring uh, placements and the, what their listings yeah. look like and things like that. So there's definitely more focus on those foundational things than building out their ad platform. But you know, I, I keep my, my my ear to the to the to the floor on that. So as soon as I I hear that they're going to yeah. be making more of an investment into Walmart ads, whatever that looks like, there is a, uh, there is it's active right now. But what I'm saying is it's not really as necessary right now yeah. as Amazon yeah. PPC. So, um, you know, hope, hope to, it, it'll be, w once it does get bigger, it's definitely something we're going to also be able to add to our, to our arsenal. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Vince, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Don't forget, uh, there is still a Tacos Tuesday at two, yep. uh, at least once a month. Uh, make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications on our YouTube channel so that you will know exactly when those air and you can ask him live, yeah. uh, whatever your questions on PPC. First, are. first Tuesday of the month at 10 a.m. PST. All right. Yep. Uh, uh, are you going to give me some extra drink tickets uh, tonight? I don't have any. Uh... Sure. All right. Thank I've you. I've got tons. That's important. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys later.
All right, guys, I hope you love those interviews as much as I did. Some of those tips and strategies were really great. We had some guests that we've had on before the Serious Sellers podcast. And as you guys saw, we had some guests that we've never had um, on this podcast before. So let me know if you want to see any of those new ones, uh, have like a full episode where we go a little bit deeper into their strategies. But the point I want to uh, to take you guys to take from the Prosper Show and, and these interviews is that when you go to events like this, you are going to run into people who have these kind of strategies. All I did was I ran up and down the aisles and I would just pull people, hey, you want to give us some strategies on this podcast? And they came. But you could just go and and meet these people and say, hey, can you can you give me a strategy for Amazon? Are you successful? What's your top strategy? This is the kind of value you can get when you go to conferences. And don't forget, the biggest conference of them all coming up September 20 to 22, Sell and Scale Summit, S3, Sell and Scale Summit, at the Virgin Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. I will be there. Gary V will be there. Kevin King will be there. Tim Jordan, Shivali, Carrie, Lem, uh, the rest of the Helium 10 team is going to be there. We're going to have celebrity uh, guests, and I hope you're going to be there as well. So make sure to get your ticket now, h10.me forward slash S3. Anyways, guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Have a great week.